hello and welcome back to the Pure Nintendo podcast. This is your weekly dose of all things Nintendo. My name is Gemma and joining me this week I have my good friend, I have Kirk. Welcome back, Kirk. Hello, hi, hi, hi. hello. <laughs> Just the two of us tonight, the dynamic duo. We are <laughs> going to go through some news items including that Power World controversy. We're going to look at a new Princess Peach trailer uh, 3ds and wii u stuff and the games we're playing plus our usual switch to rumor slash rumors of the week so without further ado let's kick things off because i really want to talk about power world this week it's been on my news feed all week long and i was pretty excited to just chat to you about it um I had, this came out of nowhere for me had you heard of power world before not until i saw it on the list of items to talk about <laughs> yeah there you go so I and I heard it, and we were talking kind of offline about um, the radio station that I listen to over here in Australia. But I heard it on the radio. Someone was talking about a game that was basically a Pokemon copy, and I'm like, "Oh, I should look into that." And then I sort of this is like a week ago, and then it was everywhere after that. It was on my Twitter feed. Um, it was on my YouTube feed. It was everywhere. I watched the trailer, and um, yeah, it's it's stunningly similar in terms of the the monsters of the game have you watched the trailer since then i didn't watch the trailer i just pulled it up and read uh read the description on steam and and some of the uh some of the comments which uh, (laughs) you know maybe didn't paint it in the best light but we're very enthusiastic about it at the same time (laughs) yeah it's an interesting one because it's doing quite well and i i you know i want your opinion on this as well whether that success because I think you know earlier in the week it was oh five million downloads then it was eight million and it's probably by the time we launch this episode it's probably higher than that I wonder whether you know for example I heard it uh, like I said on the radio I was actually very tempted to download it just to see how close to Pokemon it was I didn't because when I looked into it I really didn't feel like giving them my money because <laughs> I think it is <laughs> it, it also maybe isn't necessarily my cup of tea just because it's so let me explain it's not um so it looks like Pokemon. The monsters are complete ripoffs of Pokemon. Like they, I was watching the trailer thinking, this is Pokemon. What is going on here? Like that looks like an Eevee. That looks like a Wooloo. Um, <laughs> it's very obvious. But the gameplay is actually quite different. Um, and you sort of watch the trailer. And I'm sorry, I meant to send it to you <laughs> before the show. Because you watch the trailer and about a minute in, the player pulls out a gun like an AK something. I don't know much about guns, but they start shooting the po- the, the Pokemon, not Pokemon, but they, they start shooting the Pokemon-like creatures. And you're like, what? Wait, what is going on here? Why are you shooting these creatures? <laughs> it's a it's a little, it's just a little violent, I suppose you could say, for, for a cute game like that. Yeah, and that's kind of the impression I got from the comments. The first comment I see here on, on, on Steam, someone just says, don't get sued, please. Yeah. So uh, obviously we all know this game's not going to last. <laughs> yeah. Um, last yeah, long. exactly. Exactly. So it looks like they've taken the, the kind of Pokemon aesthetic, tweaked it a little, you know, changed maybe the eye size or some colors for the Pokemon, for the monsters that we know and love, put them in a different kind of game where they're shooting each other and doing other things. There's farming aspects. I think there's uh, some sort of Minecraft aspect to it. I mean, when you watch the trailer, though, it just looks like Pokemon Cross with Fortnite, honestly. It's just yeah. like, 
<laughs> well, yeah, and that's, I mean, it's kind of lazy, right? I mean, aside from mm. the fact that it looks like they're completely ripping off the Pokemon characters, it's like taking them in that world and then just making them violent. Like, I think there's some in here where you can eat them if, oh, really? if they're not good anymore or you starve oh them gosh. to death and stuff. Oh. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's the thing people do now where you take something that everyone loves and is basically kind of joyful and happy and like let's see how dark and creepy we can make this <laughs> yeah which is fine but it's lazy it's been done a hundred thousand times before so if you're going to rip someone off at least be clever with it for crying out yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um so i was reading i did some research i was reading about whether nintendo actually can sue them or not and nintendo has only made a very vague comment that they are aware of Power World, they don't comment on specific titles, I think, something to that effect. The Pokemon Company has also come out and made a a bit more of a sort of specific comment about they're looking into it, like they're they're investigating if there are any IP kind of issues, intellectual property sort of um, clashes, and, you know, we'll probably hear further about that. I'm sure their lawyers are furiously trying to find something um, that they can get this, this team on because... You know, like I said, as soon as you look at the trailer, if you're somewhat familiar with Pokemon at all, you you would think this is a Pokemon title. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's probably what they're going to end up doing is if they can prove that it's so close to Pokemon that it damages their brand, mm-hmm. like parents will see it, think it's Pokemon, think Pokemon mm. is that violent, and now not buy the game, then they have a case. Exactly. Yes, that's it. That's exactly right. So I was reading that, you know, like I said, they've kind of changed some of the characters a little bit in terms of the eye size or color. Some some sort of lawyer type people think maybe there's not a case in terms of the copyright side of things. But it's that brand reputation, you know, it's that, yeah, when she's once you start shooting Pokemon with guns or eating them, for goodness sake, I didn't even know about that, um, it damages their reputation. And exactly like you said, people who previously thought Pokemon was safe and family friendly, will will it will damage that. It will make people think, oh, no, my kids are not to play that. That's that's awful. So, yeah, Nintendo might have something there or, or the Pokemon company might have something there. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. And I, and I think I also read, and I don't, I can't remember the, the person's name <laughs> or their position, sorry, but they, they, were, they were an employee at the Pokemon company in some legal aspect and they said, I am surprised the game got this far. <laughs> so yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I guess they just... Uh, Revealed it, released it out of the blue, I suppose. Uh, Well, there was an update patch January 25th. I can't see if Steam actually states when the game went into early. Oh, release date January 19th. Oh, okay. That's why it's been Um, the last week or so. Because it's just someone's seen it, uh, gone, what is this? And it's gone a bit viral, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, like I said, it's, you know, eight plus million (laughs) people playing. Well, that's a lot. That's probably the plan, right? The developers mm-hmm. will take as much money from people as quickly as they can. Nintendo shuts them down, and then they don't give the money back. They just can't sell it anymore, and so they've got mm-hmm. their cash, and on they go. And all these people are going to cry. Again, I don't, <laughs> I'm sounding very derogatory. I don't mean they're actually going to start crying. But be all upset <laughs> yeah. that Nintendo shut it down. Like, well, you, you knew it was coming. <laughs> Don't don't yeah. blame Nintendo for protecting their money makers for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and Pokemon are definitely money makers. That's yes, <laughs> that's without sure. a doubt. Yeah, I mean, because there are a bunch of games that are like Pokemon and a bunch of other IPs that are close, um, but they found a way to put their own spin on it and separate it enough, and so they're allowed to do it. You know, mm-hmm. Whether whether these guys pulled that off, 
the lawyers will let us know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. I'm sure we'll hear more about it in the coming weeks. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's interesting. And I did want to try it just so I could have more of an understanding of what it's like um, to talk about it. You know, you know, I, if I have an understanding of it, I have more of, I can have more of an opinion, I suppose, all I'm basing it on is trailers and comments. Yes. So I wanted to try it so that I had a more of an understanding, but uh, yeah, like I said, I just didn't want to give them my money because I just felt it wasn't right. And, and it doesn't, I don't really want to shoot Pokemon anyway. So <laughs> I just don't think that's necessarily something I want to do. So yeah, we'll see. And I, I think I've, I've read enough about it. I've seen enough footage of it to get a bit of an understanding, but yeah, even someone on Twitter was saying, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but they were they were comparing models of the Pokemon and saying it looked like the 3D renders were just copies, as in the actual outline of the characters, and then they might change it, you know, the colours or whatever, to get by the copyright laws. And I don't know exactly how strict those copyright laws are, but, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you can't just take a 3D rendering of something and modify it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's a messy yeah, situation. I'd, I'd be curious. I mean, especially with something like that, like if it's people, there are only so many body types we can use before we're going to be duplicating the way they look. But mm. with uh, Pokemon characters, they, uh, you know, tend to have very distinctive designs um, that could be modified more heavily than just a different skin on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. Um, do you have anything else to add to that before we move on? No, I'm done talking about Pal World now, probably forever. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, yes. Let's hope it just quietly disappears. <laughs> Maybe not so quietly. Um, okay, well, let's talk about Princess Peach Showtime because that is coming out on, I think, March the 22nd. And there's a new trailer that's out right now. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, we will put the trailer in so you can watch it while we talk. But, yeah, essentially it showed off two new powers that Peach has. Um, which are Ninja and Cowgirl. And I'm loving the look of this game. What do you, how do you feel about it? Because it seems, for, to me, it looks fairly unique in that, you know, she's got these different costumes, um, which hopefully leads to different styles of gameplay in terms of, you know, a ninja is very different to a cowgirl. Uh, what do you think? Are you looking forward to this? Are you optimistic or kind of meh? <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, I, I'm, I'm torn um, or ambivalent. Is that the word I'm looking for? Not apathetic. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ambivalent. Um, okay. mm-hmm. Because I, I do think it looks really cool and I like the look of it quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thrilled that Peach has her own game and they're they're putting time into it instead of just kind of like tossing a Peach game out there that could have been anything. Mm. Um, but I don't know if I want to play it yet. Right. Okay. Because of the style, the you know the type of game it is, or well, yeah, I just I, I have to see. I mean, again, keeping in mind with apologies to everyone, I'm not a huge huge fan of the Mario characters. I love mm-hmm. Nintendo, but I tend to not play the Mario games or the Kirby games or the Yoshi games. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I do some of them I played and have absolutely loved. Um, you know, with like uh, Mario Wonder, for example, we talked mm-hmm. about. Yes. Um, but I, I think I'll wait. I'll need to see some reviews on this and and get a better feel for a gameplay to see uh, whether it's something that would be able to hold my attention long enough to justify a sixty dollar purchase. Yeah, exactly. Assuming it's yeah. sixty, it is sixty, right? I think so. Yeah, it would be surely. I'm pretty sure I saw it yesterday at the shops, um, and in Australia. Well, I think it's seventy nine in Australia, but yeah, typical first party kind of price, I assume. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a good point. I mean, it certainly looks 
cute and fun and colorful and yeah like you said peach it's really great that peach has a game she hasn't had her own game for a long time and she's been a staple of mario forever um so it's nice to have a an outing just for her but yeah it's hard to tell how deep it will be or how long it will be you know we don't want just a five hour or ten hour game really do we We want something a bit more meaty so yeah yeah it's it's a bit difficult to tell because the trailer is great and it show, shows you know more than just the two new powers it also shows other powers like the sword fighting power um so there's quite a few now i can't even think off the top of my head the number we're looking at at least i think six right six or more different uh, yeah, powers was, she has. were we up to eight i thought yeah yeah i think something like that okay. you know so that's that's a lot of variety and if each power exists in its own little world maybe that takes a couple of hours to get through then you're looking at a good sort of 16 to 20 hour game that's just speculation on my behalf but <laughs> yeah, yeah i, I don't know that... if you like after you complete it um because you mentioned uh they're taking place in its own little world like you can play through it again using a different mm-hmm. outfit or character or job i guess in fact that's something i, I thought during the trailer the, the way they were showing off the different outfits and the different I, things she could do within those um, different skills that she had reminded me a lot of like the uh, Bravely Default games or other mm. uh, Final Fantasy like RPGs where when you get a new class that can do new, that has different moves or different abilities and you get a new costume with it, it very much felt like that kind of thing. Like we're leveling up our classes and so we're getting new costumes and, and now we can use a, a larger sword or two swords or this mm. one's got an axe, not that, you know, she's <laughs> wheeling axes. <but. laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wood, wood chopper. Uh, lumberjack. <laughs> lumberjack peach. <laughs> she's she's going to be a patisserie instead. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. I, th- I like the variety. It would have been fun oh, uh, yeah. to come up to come up with those ideas, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've seen that. In fact, I think at Bravely Default, there might have been a patisserie was one oh. of the jobs or at least some kind of some kind of chef or cooker or baker cool Ah, i'm almost positive that yeah yeah it's been a while since i played that (laughs) but yes i also like during the trailer um that there were not in all the levels that they showed but when they were showing off the her different abilities where it really looked like the whole thing was being done on a theater stage yes um there was Mm -hmm. one maybe when she was a cowgirl where they had like lines coming down on the horse like this is an effect. This isn't a real horse. Mm. And there were a few mm-hmm. of them where I really got the feeling that I'm watching this happen in a theater. But then there were a couple like the patisserie where it was so big, it kind of lost that feel. Um, yeah, so true. I'm hoping that's more consistent um, in the in the main game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it does. I think it. you're right because it takes place on a stage. I think the whole premise is something about a, she goes to the theater and the, the bad guys take over. And she has to save the day or something, which is why it's called Princess Peach Showtime, I guess. And she's performing in a way, but also not. <laughs> um, yeah, there's the detective one. Even the sword fighting one looks, I mean, if you're talking about a stage show, it's quite a big stage because she's going up, you know, vertically around a, a building or something, right? So, yeah, it's, I mean, you, you've been to the stage, to the theatre, right? They, they do have some pretty impressive stages, <laughs> <laughs> oh sure yeah boy yeah some of them some of them on broadway now and even the touring ones they've mm. gotten a little yeah. out of control with uh with the special effects but yeah i wonder if she'll go backstage that'll be interesting oh yeah <laughs> or up in the uh i want to say the rafters is there a theater term for that that oh. i used to know with flies yeah. or something up in the i don't know 
Oh, that would be cool. I would love to see that. Yeah. You can make the sandbags fall. Do they still have those? <laughs> <laughs> like in all the, all the murder mystery theater yeah. productions, we're going to have uh, lights or sandbags falling on. Falling yes, on. exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. I want to see that. That will make it happen for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. So it's a good looking trailer. We're, you know, we're, we're curious about it. I suppose you could say we'll see what happens. It's still two months or almost two months away. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we'll hear more about it. Uh, if there's a Nintendo Direct in February, I guess we'll have, hear a lot about it, probably. Um, yeah, I imagine yeah. Yeah, it'd be one of the featured games. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Moving on to the next item, we have uh, news that the Wii U and 3DS online services is officially shutting down on the 8th of April. It even has a time. It's 4 p.m. PDT. Is that Pacific Daylight Time? I don't know what PDT is. Uh, yeah, um, Pacific Pacific Daylight yeah okay so that's what uh two two months ish away two and a bit what are your thoughts on this one it's sort of uh, i mean it's been coming for a while right like we've expected this yeah um it's kind of like we were talking before we came on the air about how it's hard for people to let go of things sometimes mm-hmm. Um, yeah I, I think people will be upset by it but ultimately we'll find that it's not going to affect anything that they're doing <laughs> on, a, on a regular <laughs> yeah. gaming basis i'm sure there are a lot of people out there still playing playing some games but uh mm. um i will be sad that i will never again get anybody on street pass well, I think um, Street Pass is still still works. I believe. Oh, does it? Because it uses local, uh, local network connection. Okay. So yeah, the official statement um, says something to the effect of, "Where are we? That uh, that we sincerely thank players." What do they say? Something about Street Pass. I'm sure. I think some parts of Street Pass. So local communication features like Street Pass will still function as per usual. So that's good. Okay. Yeah. Because I thought the right. same thing. I'm like, oh, what if I want to take it to a convention or, you know, a different country, what? you know, or an airport or whatever? It, like you've I was going to say, although that would make me sad, I'm also looking forward to not feeling compelled to take my 3DS just so <laughs> I can get people on Street Pass. So now I'm going to wrestle with mm-hmm. that again as I'm staring at my luggage and determining what I <laughs> and what I don't. Yes. Yes, exactly. I'm going to Japan in April. So I was thinking whether I should take it and see if I meet people. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. But then some parts, I think Spot Pass, which I don't remember exactly what that is, but that doesn't work. And I think, I think it's aspects like when you meet people via Street Pass, they used to give you things like a piece of a puzzle, right? Like for the yeah. So that doesn't work, I think. And I think there were some games like going back to Bravely Default. I tried playing the 3DS. There were two games that came out for the 3DS, and I tried playing through them a second time. There were elements in the game where you could connect to the server and recruit other people who had played the game and mm-hmm. made their characters available to come in and help you fight. There were like these this battle, I think, that happened in one of them that was completely separate, and you would like set up your ships or whatever, and then go play the game and come back and see how that went. And I'm assuming that that, uh, was all spot pass and that's the kind of thing that's going to be shut down which will make some elements of those games probably unplayable mm, that is if true. they relied on it too much then yeah mm-hmm. so you know even though you still got the system and still got the game those those components will not be usable 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's the the sad part, I guess. Anything that relies on the online connectivity, yeah, won't be useful anymore. I don't know how many people still still are actively on 3DS. I was trying to look that up and I couldn't really see uh, an easy answer. Um, yeah, but there'd still be some for sure. You know, I mean, Trev plays it, right? And um, my kids play it sometimes. It's It's a good yep. little system. I love my 3DS. Yeah, same with the Wii U. I mean, we haven't played that probably in six months or so, but we were playing that last year uh, on and off. Yeah. So most of the games will work and you can still download uh, pre-purchased games that you've, you know, previously bought. That yeah. still, that's functionality still exists. So that's good. I mean, it was kind of inevitable. Sad, but true. Yeah. Hopefully that means they're saving service space for something new and exciting, the Switch or Switch 2. I don't know. <laughs> like, or completely changing the way it all connects and works and it'll be yeah. faster and more efficient and yeah, give mm-hmm. us more to do and we'll all be so happy that we'll completely forget our Wii U. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Hopefully. Here's to hoping for that. Yeah. All right. So April 8th, so yeah, a couple months away. If there's any further news on that before, I don't think, I'm not sure what could change before then, but Yeah. If you're listening and you are sad about it, let us know. We'd love to know your thoughts. Um, the next item is the Jumpstart January sale, which is through February 7th. So another sale on the eShop, the Switch eShop. It's continuously having sales, and this has been a, a busy period for sales because we had Thanksgiving, then we had Christmas, New Year's, now January. <laughs> so I feel like we're just going to get sales until for the while I mean every week there are sales, but I feel like we're going to have bigger sales than usual just until the Switch Two, sorry, comes. Well, I was going to say until the Switch Two leaves, but I changed it before I said that. Until the Switch leaves or the Switch Two comes or both. What do you think? Yes, yeah, I, I think definitely because of a lot of people will be thinking they don't want to buy games, hoping that there's going to be a new system coming out. So I spend the money. So this is providing them incentive to hop on and finally pick up some games that maybe they've been sitting on for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's good yeah. because if there is, a, once they announce the new system, then we really stop getting new games for the Switch. You know, there will there will always be a few. But mm-hmm. so you're going to need something to keep you occupied. In fact, that may be a good topic for a future episode is what what games do we plan to yeah. play through again while we're, you know, waiting patiently for the new system to roll out mm. with all the new content. Yeah, great idea. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I'm looking through it, through it now and there are some games on here that I would definitely uh, purchase. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it on this sale or wait for, like you said, the next one, but. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Etrian Odyssey remasters are on here for only twenty bucks. They all came out at forty. Mm-hmm. Um, the Persona good. games. Um, I'm not going to dig into another one of those, but if you yeah. haven't, they're great <laughs> games, and you know now's the time to do it. But the one I do want to mention that I see on here is what we talked about last week: Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the game that uh, is made by the developers who are putting out Unicorn Overlord in mm-hmm. April. Yep. So if you haven't played them, uh, played one of their games, then I, I highly recommend you hop on there. Uh, the company is, well, it's published by Sega. Uh, Vanillaware, I believe. Is that the name of the company? I think so, yes. Um, Sounds familiar. But uh, kind of their you, you, good example of their approach to gaming and the visuals that they like to use. So mm. um, I mm. highly recommend that game. It's a wonderful game. 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Yeah, definitely. Yes, a few good ones on here, I think. 
I mean, even like Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2, that collection oh, yeah. is 70% off. And I haven't played those, but I think you said you'd played at least one of them, right? Yeah, although I, I do recommend if you're going to play those, they're easy, much easier to play on a computer than on the Switch. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sea of Stars, 20% off. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Wonderful. I should probably pick that up. <laughs> it was on sale. And I said to you before the show, Fay Farm is on sale, which I was waiting, and that's 20% off. That was the game I was playing last year yeah, and really enjoyed during the free game trial and then wanted to buy it, but it was quite expensive. And then eventually over Christmas I did <laughs> because I just wanted to. And now it's on sale, of course. I was waiting week after week after week. I'm like, it's not on Thanksgiving sale. It's not on Christmas sale. It's not on New sale. I'm just going to buy it. <laughs> it's never going to go on sale. And here it is, but that's okay. That's okay. That's a yeah. fun game. Um, you've got Pokemon Snap if you do want to enjoy some Pokemon that's not being shot at. <laughs> well, it is being shot at, but with a camera. <laughs> um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is 30% off. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, there's quite a few to look through. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's And a lot game. of them are like the deluxe edition. So even, um, you know, you, mm. you, you wanted to get that at the price of the standard edition. Now's your chance to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few there. Gosh, I have to stop looking or I'll spend all my money. (laughs) I will have to seriously consider getting Sea of Stars, though, because that just looks lovely. And uh, after you've been talking about it recently, yeah, I definitely want to play that. So that could keep me busy. Anyway, thank you for that, the sale. So, yes, listeners, enjoy that. It's still until February the 7th, so you've still got another kind of uh, week, uh, almost two weeks, really, week and a half or so. Yeah, and then, hopefully yeah. a payday rolls around in that time. Hopefully. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Then you just have to find time to play them. That's the thing. Yeah, or true, save them true. for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if you, if like Kirk said, you, you can save them up as a bit of a backlog until um, while we wait for the Switch 2. Or when that happens and there's a bit of a space, <laughs> maybe. Let's move on to the games that we're playing at the moment. And I wanted to start with one that I just randomly found yesterday. I was looking on the eShop just to see what was happening. And there was a demo for a game called The Pedestrian, which I had not heard of. And it came out only on the 19th of January, so quite recently. Played through the demo. My son played it with me as well. And it's uh, it's like a platformer, but it's so unique. And I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this um, at all in terms of a trailer or anything, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a platform with a difference. You have kind of sections of platforming and the, this, the, the, the sections are like on a flat surface like a little mini screen that's kind of got boundaries and some of the some of the playable areas are like split into different sections and you have to move them around like a little puzzle so for example your little pedestrian and it's like a little sort of black and white kind of aesthetic for the for the playable area but i'll get into the background in a second the the playable area you kind of move from left to right you can go up and down you can jump you can pick up things but sometimes there's an exit and then you have to move another section adjacent to it so that you can exit at the right spot maybe pick up a key and then exit that room somewhere else and get to the end of this little playable area so it's like a little contained bubble of platforming in a puzzle way it's really clever and it's really uh beautiful in that like the background that i mentioned you're in in the demo at least you're in kind of this factory warehouse situation and you're kind of leaving the factory but via these little screens that are like flat screens on the wall or something it's really clever it's really different and i really enjoyed the demo so not sure how 
the full game stands up, but yeah, the demo is definitely worth checking out if you if you're looking for something different and unique that looks looks really nice. It does, um, and the puzzles in the demo weren't too taxing. There's there's a nice tutorial that eases you into it, tells you the different buttons you can you can move because you can pick things up. Like I said, you can you can jump, you can um, fall down through through certain uh, levels like platforming levels. And then, yeah, it's the mixing, it's the moving around of the pieces that's kind of the main puzzle element. But not all levels are like that. Some you just have to interact with something, like there's a button that you have to touch that makes an elevator go up or down, for example, or, or makes a wall move or something like that. There's a few little cool mechanics like that that, that keeps it very interesting throughout even this short demo. I think it's only about a half an hour or so. It's quite short, but enough to give you a taste, that's for sure. And I believe that was actually on sale as well at the moment from memory. I think it was there was a discount for this new game. So worth yes. checking out. Mm. Yeah, it's a 25% off. Yeah, there you go. $15 US currently. Yes. So I'm very tempted to to get that um, because it is just something different and unique. And I mean, I love platformers anyway, but this is a really different take on it. Uh, yeah. And if you look yeah, at and it. It's, oh, it's yeah. funny because the way you described it is I'm looking, when I was looking at the pictures, I had no concept of what I was looking at. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the way the graphics are set up, it's like, I, it looks like something is in the way of the gameplay, but yeah. I, I guess that's not the case. What, what I'm looking at here that looked like it was just an obstruction is actually mm -hmm. where the game's played. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it takes place on those little panels in the foreground, I suppose. Yeah. And then the background changes as you move across. Um, yeah. I'm not sure in the, in the, uh, trailer it looks like you're on the street i guess hence pedestrian but it looks like there's not really a story in the demo so much you just choose your um, not really an avatar but you choose a male or female version of a pedestrian kind of figure if that makes sense like a stick figure almost mm -hmm. and then you you get to playing so it seems like like i said you're trying to escape a building and maybe get to a certain place which might take you outdoors in the full game yeah but it's interesting it's very interesting so, yeah, I enjoyed my time with that one. I definitely wanted to mention that. Um, check out the demo. The next one that I'm playing is actually for review, and this one is called Starward Rogue, and it is a shoot-em-up, I guess. It's a twin-stick shooter, top-down kind of bullet hell situation. Um, it's probably not as good as I expected it to be, I suppose, <laughs> from early plays. It's not bad. It's fine. It's just I probably need to spend a bit more time with it, but uh i didn't i don't know from the trailer i i thought it was potentially a little stronger it's interesting so i guess one aspect i have to mention is that it is randomized levels which i'm not a huge fan of so that's probably a personal preference but i just prefer levels that i can work at and conquer this is you know it's a run you run through you, you generate a run and you go through and um make your way through five levels of chaos and, you know, the shooting is fine. I think the controls are a little fiddly. Like you have to press down on the R stick to do certain things. I'm not a fan of that. I don't particularly, I, I find it a little cumbersome to press down on the R stick. Do you know what I mean? Like on the top of it? Yeah. 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 That's usually something I do by mistake and it pulls up behind yeah. you during a fight and yeah. I get mad. <laughs> exactly. I mean, my pro controller has plenty of buttons to choose from. So use one of the other ones. I don't know. No Just option to map to remap that. I will check that. I will check that. Yeah, uh, I'll check that. You have, you know, you have your standard, you can, your your R stick is your weapon, so you can fire in any direction. Um, you've got some missiles on one of the uh, sort of shoulder buttons. You have, you know, you can sort of pick up 
different items and things like that. Uh, it's pretty tricky, I guess. There's five difficulty levels. I tried normal, so I might try an easy one to see if it is, in fact, easier. I'll try harder one to see if it is, in fact, harder. But normal was fairly hard. <laughs> and I guess uh, some of the, one thing that aesthetically displeased me was the writing is tiny. Like I'm playing through the, the tutorial on my giant TV and uh, I'm squinting to see it and I'm not that far away. My eyes aren't admittedly the best, but I, I don't need glasses. I'm not that blind um so i'm just like what does that say i'm like oh my gosh i have to go closer to the tv to read that it's tiny text i'm not a big fan of that um yeah i'll, I'll try it in handheld as well to see what that's like but yeah just a few it just seems maybe like it's a little uh buggy i suppose but it's you know it's it's going to be fine it's not the worst game in the world it's just perhaps a little i think i've played better shooters is probably my overall summary yeah it's a it's a very very crowded genre it is it is like games have to be really good to rise to the top or really different to really stand out yeah exactly yeah so we'll see i'll give it a bit more love and write up my review during the week um the other game that i've been playing i won't spend too much time on this because we talked about it uh, in the past because that is super mario rpg and I finally finished oh. it. <laughs> Congratulations. I, um, Trevor would yeah. be so proud. And he's down here to celebrate. I know. I he missed Australia stars. Day and he missed this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> Hopefully you're listening and, I don't know, talking out loud to yourself saying, but, but, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's such a beautiful game. Super Mario RPG. It's lovely. Um, I only had two stars to go. I played a lot over sort of in December, Christmas time. And I thought I just would pick it back up and finish it. I find it hard to sit through and actually finish games these days. It's just, (laughs) you know, not always achievable in terms of time. But this one, I was close enough, I thought, and I I really wanted to. wanted to see how it ended. It's, um, yeah, it's really interesting. And, yeah, I wish Trevor was here because he would uh, understand (laughs) what I went through. But it's really clever, the, the Bowser's Keep area that you go to which is Bowser's, you know, castle that's been taken over by the bad guys. Um, it's not just going through another level of battles. It's like there's, I think, six doors to choose from and you go in one and you have to conquer whatever's behind that door. It could be puzzles, like there was a quiz. There was like, uh, there was even something where there were four enemies standing there and you had to talk to them and they gave you a bit of a a riddle you know, in terms of a race they ran and they, each of them gave you a piece of information to work out who won the race and who came second, who came third, who came fourth. I love that sort of thing. It's different. I'm not doing battles. I'm just actually using logic to work out, okay, Goomba won or whatever, you know. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, it was challenging and different. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you, you fight this giant sword and you think you've finished, but then, of course, you actually have to fight the real bad guy who's in another world, and that was really hard, this weapons world. Uh, that was quite tricky. So it took me a few goes, but I got there and I loved it. And the ending is, you know, the, the cut scenes are just beautiful. There's lots of lovely graphics. It's it's really nice. Um, it's always nice to finish a game, I think, as a sense of accomplishment. I wish I had a list I could just tick it off. I don't. In my head, though, I, in my head I've ticked it off. So there you go. Tick off Super Mario RPG. And there is kind of a post-game uh, something that you can do, which I started, but I haven't got through that. So I'm not sure how long that will take but if i find myself with some spare time i can i can go and do do more which is cool good 
Yeah. Well, there you go. You've got something lined up for the the months leading up to the Switch too. You don't need exactly. to start a new game. You finish that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, yeah. Highly recommend Super Mario RPG. Was that, I think it was third in our top ten, was it? Something like that. Third or fourth, I think. About how long Something. did it uh, take to finish, do you know? Well, the when I save it and it says how long you've been playing, it says 13 hours. So, okay. yeah, about that long. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's not too bad, I guess. Um, I thought it would take longer. I thought it would be up to 20. But I guess with the post-game stuff, maybe it is. Yeah. And that's, I guess, the time. Well, what does that record? I guess that records the active time that you're playing, which yeah, uh, I don't know how accurate it is, but I suppose yeah, it's but, fairly accurate. Yeah, mine are all off because I tend to sometimes fall asleep while I'm playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just keeps recording my time as I stay in there and do nothing. Oh, that's that's funny. That's good. <laughs> and there's lots of other things to collect, so I could go back and do that as well. Like there's yeah. uh, the green coins and there's the Yoshi races to do. Yeah, there's a few extra things, <clears throat> some of which I did along the way. There's hidden, I think there's even a number of hidden hidden items and it tells you somehow, somewhere along the way, there's, I can't remember where it is now, how many you've actually found. And I had only found a very small number out of whatever, it's 20 or 30, I think. And I'd found like five, so I should go back and do that. But we'll see. Again, time. <laughs> I'm just glad I finished the main game. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. But what have you been playing? Well, the first game I'm going to talk about, I haven't been playing. I'm about to start playing it. Um, that's one we have for review. It is Hitman Blood Money Reprisal. Oh, okay. I have played a Hitman game a long time ago on the Macintosh. Um, there's a, a wonderful company that releases game for the Mac, games for the Mac called... Uh, um, Feral Interactive, and they have put this out for the Switch. They're now releasing games for the Switch, too. So this is an old game. This one goes all the way back to 2006. I don't believe this one came out for the Mac, but it was released for PlayStation 2, Xbox. Mm -hmm. It's been updated for PlayStations and Xboxes, pretty much all of them as they've gone along. Um, there was even an Android and an iOS version that, that came out <laughs> wow. before the Switch version. But I haven't played this game, so I'm, I'm going to give it a try. Not normally the type of game I, I play. Um, it's it's an action game with a lot of combat. However, um, a lot of it is being sneaky. So you're not actually learning a bunch of twitch combat moves. The whole point is to be stealthy in your actions and, and assassinate people without being noticed. Mm, okay. So Cool. Sounds yeah, fun. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. But Feral yeah. has always done a great job with the games they put out. So... Um, I, ex I expect it to be a good time and, and at least perform really well on the Switch. Right. Yeah, that's good. So what is this the fourth game in the series? Is that right? Yeah, it was because, you know, it, that's true. Maybe the game, and I could be completely wrong on this, but Hitman 3 maybe the game that I played for the ah, Mac. Yeah. Um, and I know Sam came out after this. There was... Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, ab ab uh, abolition? I, I can't remember. Oh, a hitman? Um, yeah, absolution. Absolution. Like absolution. Yeah. Yes, that I think was that one came out in 2013, 2012, and that, that I think is the big one. That's the one that really got a lot of accolades. Um, right. Okay. But the the series has always been popular and a little more unique um, in its approach to this style of gameplay. 
Yeah, interesting. I've never played it. They made a movie, didn't they? A Hitman movie, I think? Um, I don't know. I know there's a Queen song called Hitman. Oh, is there? <laughs> yeah, it had, had nothing to do with this, but every yeah. time I see it, or that and The Wrestler, Brett the Hitman Heart. Every, when I see Hitman, I don't think of video games or movies. I think of Queen and <laughs> Yeah, looks like there was even one on the GameCube back in the day. Maybe the first one, I guess. I don't oh. know. It's been around since 2000, so yeah long-running series i didn't realize there were so many entries to be honest yeah. <laughs> yeah cool well look forward to hearing your thoughts on that one uh wonder how long the gameplay is for that one like hours wise uh yeah I, I i would assume it's going to be a bit but since it was released all the way back in 2006 games tended to be shorter back then not as mm. you know not as much space storage space to put a whole lot of environments on so yeah, true. We'll see. It- and it'll take me a while because I'm bad at these games. So I'm going to lose <laughs> a lot and die and have to start over quite a bit. So whatever yeah. it is, add 20 to 30 hours and that'll be me. <laughs> yeah. Is it kind of level based? It's not like an open world situation, is it? Yeah, I think it's a, a little bit of both. Like you will get an environment, you get an assignment, you have an environment to do it. And then you kind of go in and figure out the best way to get there, who to, who to interact with, who to avoid, how to hide. Mm. Um, and different ways to complete your task you're not stuck doing one thing you will have different methods of reaching the goal that you want yeah okay no it could be interesting yeah i'm sure they did make a movie but yeah i haven't seen it so (laughs) cool how's persona 5 royal going um it's i'm so close to the end and and yeah. that's that, that's why I, I i brought that up i think i i'm now over 150 hours into this game wow that's impressive um, <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it's a i i got it because i wanted something to keep me busy until some of the games that i was looking forward to would come out around christmas time and here we are at the end of january and i'm i'm still playing it i yeah <laughs> didn't realize it was going to be this long but i love it i'm having a lot of fun it's holding my attention but it brings up a point that I wanted to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're playing a game that basically is doing the same thing throughout, you know, it's it's an RPG. You're you're leveling up. You're getting new abilities, and you're going in. In this game, they're called palaces. Most of the action happens inside of these palaces, which are essentially dungeons. When you get to the end, and you know you're in the last one, and you're heading toward the boss battle. Um, do you prefer for that to happen quickly or do you want to be that to be the biggest, most complex of all <laughs> the dungeons in the game? That's a good question. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it depends if you want to, if you want the game to be drawn out, like you don't want it to end. And I'm normally that sort of person. I'm normally, you know, I think I've mentioned, I don't know, maybe offline, but I don't like to watch the last episode of TV series. <laughs> then it doesn't end, <laughs> which seems silly because I don't get that, you know, resolution but then also like mario even mario rpg yesterday when i was playing that i'm like ah another boss (laughs) another boss like i had to work through i had to i had to to get to the final boss i had to fight all the previous well most of them anyway like other characters are already beaten and it was really it was a bit of a grind and a bit of a pain to be honest (laughs) but maybe i was just being impatient right maybe i just wanted to get to the end so that doesn't really answer your question um I feel like I just want to get there. <laughs> I feel like. 
Okay. What do you think? Good. What do you think? Yeah, see, I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, the 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 palace that I'm in now in this game is very long, and it's one of the more complex ones. It's got all these mazes. You, um, like your characters, depending on the room they're in, comically become mice. Um, <laughs> okay. And so you can't do things like open doors or smash open the treasures. Uh, you need to figure out how to work your way through this maze, find the device, shut something off so you can become human again. But there are times when you have to be mice because if you want to be able to find everything, so you're going back and forth um, numerous times, going through the same rooms, once as a human, once as a mouse, trying to figure <laughs> this out, figuring it out, doing the whole thing, which is fun and clever. But I'm so close to the end of the game after spending <laughs> this much time, I don't want to bother with any of it. I just want to get there and mm-hmm. I liken it to like a lot of professional sports, like let's say football or basketball. Um, they get slower as you get towards the end of the game. Teams start calling timeouts. We hit two minute mm-hmm. warnings. We're fouling on purpose. The games just come to a crawl <laughs> if the game is close. And I hate that. But then you've got hockey where if somebody is losing by like one or two go- or goals, you pull the goalie and it's just a nonstop barrage. It's like an oh, wow. one last <laughs> furious attack. We're taking our goalie out to get an extra guy out there because we need to score. And it's just action, action, action. And unless there's a penalty, there's no stopping. The last two and a half minutes of hockey <laughs> just driving straight to the end. Oh, and wow. it's glorious. And that's what I want out of my video games. When I'm getting so close to the end, I just want to push. I don't want to be repetitive. I don't want to have to solve too many puzzles to get there. And I certainly don't want to have to grind to get up to the state where I can beat the last boss. I, mm. I just want to drive to the finish. And this <laughs> that's my first real complaint about Persona 5 Royal is this last palace has just been going on far too long. Yeah, right. It's very And I don't even point. know if it's the last one, really. I mean, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm meeting the main bad guy, but it's also like has DLC. So there's probably going to be something after it. Um, yeah, true. But yeah, I will. If that's the case, I will stop. And again, that's on my list of things to tackle while I'm waiting, for, you know, for the switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's always, like, you always fight the boss and it's never over the first time you beat the boss, oh, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's... <laughs> he'll, he'll have three stages and then there'll be yeah. 10 minute movies between the stages and no opportunity <laughs> to save. So you thought yeah. you were going to bed at 11 o'clock, but it's it's 1230 or one before you're finally yeah. able to, uh, <laughs> to shut things yeah. down. No, that's a really good question. I would be interested. We should do a poll. Maybe I'll do a poll on yeah. YouTube. Oh, we could do it on Twitter too to see what people prefer. That's interesting. Um, I think by the end you just want to get there. I didn't know that about hockey though. <laughs> I'm not, you know, we don't really have a big hockey scene here, so I'm not super au fait with it. But well, yeah, ho- hockey's not very popular in the U.S. either. It's, oh, isn't uh, it? <laughs> it's pretty far down the down the pole as far as. Uh, what people are watching, but they're all insane because yeah, it's especially <laughs> live. There's, there's nothing else like it. It's easily the best sport. Um, yeah. Um, to watch live. If that's your thing. I mean, yeah, if you do, I, I say it's the best sport to watch live, but that's because I feel it's that way. I, yeah. Obviously yeah, I'm wrong because nobody else is watching. <laughs> I just didn't know the little, the goalie. I don't know why I said little, the goalie came out. I don't, I didn't just didn't know that that was a thing. The goalie comes out and joins the team to kind yep. of, do they both do that? Because oh, be- no, the goalie leaves the ice altogether. He'll leave oh. the ice completely, and then a a sixth attacker oh. will come out. So you've got everybody on offense down there, and you know, right? 
Would both teams do that at once? Sorry, but no nope. segue. No. Okay. No, the team the team that's winning will they'll they'll pretty much just pull in all their defenders and and uh, you know. okay. And of yep. course, since they have no goalie, quite often you know you can easily just slap the puck down, and if it goes in the net, you get a goal. There's no one there to stop it. So yeah, it's a risk. It almost that's always doesn't work, but every now and again, <laughs> every now and again, it's the right decision. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Strategic. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So 150 hours. Is this now your, what's your most played game on the Switch now? I'm going to say it's one of the Xenoblades. I'm pretty sure I was over uh, 200 yeah. hours on one of those with all the extra content and mm-hmm. the, uh, the side quests that you can do. So yeah, yeah. that makes Persona sense. Persona 5 Royal won't hit that. I got to pull that up. I, I'm sure I still have those on the Switch. I want to see which ones they were. Yeah. Uh, has Persona 5 beaten uh, Tears of the Kingdom? I think so. I think Tears yeah. of the Kingdom, I stopped right around 130. Now I'm not done. So if mm-hmm. I you know, <laughs> bother to go back and finish it, then I'm sure it'll push back a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I almost played Tears of the Kingdom yesterday, but then uh, I didn't, I, <laughs> I wanted to, I thought, no, <clears throat> I can finish Super Mario RPG today. That is achievable. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> getting back into Tears of the Kingdom is a, uh, that's a commitment. Yeah, exactly. I know once I once I start playing it, I'll I'll need to continue. Uh, I would like to get back into it, but yeah, just not quite ready yet. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, that's awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it at least, and hopefully the final palace dungeon thingy is not too much of a grind. Yeah. Well, see, but normally, <laughs> if 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 it was too much of a grind, I would have stopped, and I'm not even thinking about stopping on this. So well, obviously, it's good enough for me to push through all this and eventually reach the end. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Nice. Well, let's move on to, uh, I guess, our final segment, which is the Switch 2 Rumors of the Week. And I thought, I mean, this is good because, you know, we've talked about different aspects of the Switch 2, you know, names of it, etc., release dates, which we still don't know, obviously. And, of course, you know, listeners, this is all speculation. Nothing's been announced. Anything we say here is just our opinion um, or, or stuff we've read online, which is also someone's opinion and not true necessarily. <laughs> But this week's topic seems to be about, um, I guess, the specifications or the what we think might actually the switch might be able to handle in terms of you know horsepower, in terms of um, size, in terms of what it's actually going to be capable of, you know, computer computer sort of chip wise, I suppose. So I was reading that it was the specifications were going to put it on par with like the PS4 type of thing. Um, the person who said this was kind of underwhelmed, I guess, at the power, you know, because it's obviously not going to compete. If this was true, it wouldn't compete with current generation consoles like the PS5. Um, does it need to, I suppose, is the question? I don't no. know. I don't think no. so. Yeah. Look at what Nintendo's managed to squeeze out of the, the humble Switch, you know. <laughs> it's. I mean, and look how well it's sold. If, if yeah. people are upset because games, you know, don't compete with the top level systems, then people wouldn't be buying it. But they are. Mm-hmm. They yeah, are exactly. It. So, you know, the games just have to be fun. They don't need to look like you're mm-hmm. in a movie theater. Exactly. I know. I wonder at some point whether we're going to hit a maximum, like a ceiling of of uh, computer graphics like how much better can they get <laughs> right? i'm going to say we won't and i'm going to yeah. be i'm going to knock on xbox and playstation um, to make this point okay that's all they do is every mm-hmm. time there's a new system that comes out it's got better graphics that's mm. pretty much the selling point look how good the graphics are this time 
Yeah. So if, if that's how you're driving your business, then you obviously need to keep making games with better and better graphics. True. Nintendo doesn't do that. They get more innovative. They come up with, with the Wii Remote. They come up with uh, uh, dual screens and they, they come up with a system that you can dock and, and take with you. And um, So they're, they're a bit more clever with that. Mm. And that's why I, I don't think graphics are ever going to matter on the, on the Switch yeah, or on the I, Nintendo devices. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And because you've got two big systems, you've got Microsoft, you've got Sony, putting out graphical powerhouses or whatever, you don't need a third one. And I think Nintendo has realized yeah. that a long time ago. They don't need to compete necessarily with those two. Right. Let them duke it out and they can be the innovative ones who make fun games that are different. So, yeah. yeah. And good. what's stopping people from buying two systems? Mm, exactly. I mean, if if you're only upgrading your system, like, say, how long has the Switch been out? We're approaching like eight years now. What what yeah. are we on? Yeah, I think so. So if if you yeah. buy a new PlayStation every eight years and you buy a new Nintendo every eight years, then every four years you're buying a system. You can afford that. Get two systems. Have one with all the incredible graphics and those amazing experiences, and then have one with the with the. It, Great Nintendo games, the Nintendo yeah. <laughs> properties, and the fun portability, and and you know you got them both. You're happy. It's mm. not a competition. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think there's any worry. I mean, it's it's probably obvious to say that the Switch Two will be stronger, more powerful than the Switch One. I think that's a yeah. given, right? I mean, we're talking about an eight year old console. Things have changed in eight years. Things are you know smaller. Um, you know, graphic chips are more powerful. You know, you can squeeze more RAM or more memory into stuff these days. So it will be bigger regardless. It will be better and stronger and faster regardless. It won't be a PS5 situation. I don't think anyone was ever going to think that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Plus, and if they are still focusing on portability, then they need to cram everything into mm-hmm. a smaller device. Then you've seen the PS5, how, how, what a yeah. tower that system is because yeah. they need that much hardware in order to, you know, get achieve the the specs that they want you, you can't mm-hmm. do that on a you know plane. yeah exactly exactly and they need you know a way to keep the system cool like fans and things like that because it's yep. so big and powerful if you can squeeze a ps4 situation into a handheld i mean geez that's impressive for anything yeah, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> really. <laughs> so yeah i would yeah, be disappointed the size of the original ps4 and compared for crying out loud yeah yeah exactly so no i won't be disappointed with that at all no. But then I think you have some uh, some rumors about screen sizes as well. Yeah, and this I, I saw. I didn't see this actual where it came from. I saw somebody commenting on it, so I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It was a, an industry analyst. Um, I believe mm-hmm. uh, stated that the the new system was going to have a larger screen. Um, it'll be eight inch diagonal measure versus the seven inch of the OLED. Um, the standard switch is six point two inches diagonal measure. Right. So. I like, um, you know, bigger is always better. I've, you know, I'm, I'm in my fifties. I, my eyes aren't what they used to be. So, uh, <laughs> you know, give me something to, to look at. I, but I, I don't think it's actually going to add that much onto the switch because it'll be like the Apple devices where the bezel just gets smaller and smaller mm. and smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if we could get a little bit bigger screen with only adding a little more to the, uh, the hardware, then I, I'm all for it and I hope it happens. Although I also yeah. still am seeing that the new system will not be OLED. It's just going to be a standard LCD screen again. So having gotten used to my OLED, that will be a little jarring at first, I think. Um, you know, we'll see mm-hmm. what it actually looks like when it comes out. 
Yeah, that's interesting. They might have a couple of different models, I suppose, to choose from, maybe potentially. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. Yeah, I did. I saw the same thing about the LCDs versus OLEDs, and I yeah, that's the rumor at the moment that it is going to be based on LCD technology. Eight inches. I mean, yeah, that's quite a significant jump from the standard switch, anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still portable, still easily held. You know, we're not talking like uh, iPad sizes, um, yeah. of course. Uh, so, well, what's the iPad Mini? What size would that be? Would that be eight uh, inch? No, I think that's actually smaller than eight inch. But oh, it's it's the okay. aspect ratio isn't quite the same. But the switch, you've mm, got the Joy-Con true. or the controllers on the side, adding extra bulk to it that the iPads don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think it probably has to be at least the seven inch size, right? I think if you've yeah. gone up to that for the OLED model, you probably want to stick with that. I, and the Switch Lite, is that smaller than the stand or same as the standard? That's know? smaller. I think that's five, seven, five, five, maybe just okay. five. But yeah, I know yeah. it's in the fives. Yeah. And I guess that one is all about portability. It's interesting. Yeah. So it's like phones, I guess. They're so different uh, in sizes. You know, the new Samsung's coming out and it's like, there's the standard, the plus, and the ultra, and they all get bigger each time. It's like, why? Why do I need? Now I need to choose between these three sizes um, and pay more, I guess, for each one. So, yeah, yeah it depends. They, yeah. They, they make you, like, the bigger size also has the, the more uh, storage space. So if you're yeah. putting a lot on the phone, mm -hmm. then you have to pay for the extra size in order to get the storage space. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it has a better I, battery as well, like a stronger, you know, a bigger battery. So it's better. It's it's able sure. to hold its power longer. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying sort of counting down to the Switch 2. It's an arbitrary countdown because we don't know when it's coming out. But I'm kind of enjoying thinking about it and speculating about it. I, I think we'll leave Trev's challenge from last week until Trev is back on the show to talk about the timing of it. <clears throat> Don't um, tell him, but I'm just going to guess. I, I'm not looking at, <laughs> I'm not looking up his question. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. I did do a little bit of research, but I'll, I'll save okay. that for Trev. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anything else uh, that we wanted to cover off this week in terms of anything, really? Games or Switch 2 rumors? Or anything else we had to mention? I don't think so. I, I was noticing that um, I, despite the games that are coming out, there aren't a lot right now that I'm really, really excited about. And they're, they're, at this point last year, there were like three or four that mm. I was gung-ho to, to get my hands on. I think um, there are some that I'm looking forward to playing, and I'm certainly um, all over Unicorn Overlord when that comes out in March. Um, but yeah, this really does feel like the year where a new Switch is going to be coming along because I... You know, I'm just waiting, biding my time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I do love the idea of having a list of, of things to fall back on, list of games to play while we wait. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I just don't know if February will be the month that they will give us something or not. Uh, not not long to, to wait, I suppose, until we know via a direct whether that's a thing or not i don't know i bet if they are going to release the new system in 2024 then february is when they will at least announce that something's coming um, i think so that mm. gives them to like may or june to really give us an in-depth look at everything and start talking about games um because at that point they're going to have to start pushing things pretty quickly uh to, to yeah. get things out in september so 
Yeah, if we don't if we don't get a new system announcement in February, then Trevor wins. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. I think that's one hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah, and I was reading. I think there's another industry analyst saying Nintendo, and I think we've kind of talked about this with Justin as well. That it's a bit of a Goldilocks problem because the Switch is doing so well, and it is so popular. They're really kind of caught between a rock and a hard place in terms of whatever happens when they when they announce something, it's going to affect Switch sales. They've obviously got to compete with the Switch or better the Switch, or it's just it's a tricky one, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. tricky. Although one other thing that I saw, um, I don't know if it was the same analyst, if it was just mentioned like uh, offhand in that uh, that that tweet where I saw the uh, the, the spec sizes, mm-hmm. but it had the phrase, and I can quote this: "Better compatibility for oh, yeah. backwards games." So, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and if that's true, then great. Um, because I, I, I think if a new system is coming, that will not stop people from buying games. If they know what I purchased now, I'm going to be able to play on the new system. Yeah, um, definitely. So mm-hmm. that will help. But yeah, it's, you know, how do you move on from what, is this their bestseller of all time? Is the DS still above it? I think the DS is still slightly above it. Yeah, okay. I think this yeah, is the... It's- second best now yeah mm-hmm. and but this shut down the ds i mean if we didn't have the portable yeah. switch if this was just a dock thing then we would still have a version of the ds um out there so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. they whatever they they do they got to make sure that it's uh going to carry the day since they only have one system yeah exactly yeah that's true they've always had well yeah they have always had two since gosh since the game boy i mean they had the handheld and the con- home console now mm-hmm. it's just the one. So, yeah, they've got to, you know, the handhelds carried them through, I guess. Um, I mean, the Wii did well. But when they had that lull, you know, the GameCube probably wasn't as successful as they wanted. The Wii U definitely wasn't. But they had the Game Boy that had the that sort of family of systems. They had the DS family systems, and they really did well and carried them through. So I guess it makes sense to, to focus on that if that's going to be their main, I don't know, moneymaker, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, let us know, listeners, what you think uh, of all of this hearsay <laughs> speculation. It is fun. But yes, it'll be, I think a lot of people are just waiting, really. And at some point, they're just going to have to do something. Yeah. I think we said this last week. We're almost forcing Nintendo's hand here because everyone's talking about it so much. That's <laughs> like, if they haven't already come up with the system, they are definitely working one. But they, yeah, they, they would have been working one for quite a few years, I imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine, uh, you know, after after the release of the Switch, how many days was it before you think they were back in to, to yeah, check to exactly. see what's next? Yeah, they don't rest on their laurels. They don't sit idly and wait for these things. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Kirk. Thank you, listeners, for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Let us know your thoughts. If you would like to support us, we are on patreon.com slash Nintendo. We put out a bi-monthly magazine which we're working on the next issue right now grab yourself a copy uh we're also on all of the kind of major social platforms twitter we're on blue sky now as well and mastodon head on over and follow us on one of those your channel of choice and until next week game on everybody bye